Welcome back to the podcast that rocks. Weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. With me again is Go Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello, Gretchen. Okay, got that out of the way. So, hopefully everyone is doing well right now. Hopefully you all are having a decent week in our wild and turbulent twenty mid-2020 as we are approaching the end of July, finally. The weeks are going faster, I feel, finally. I think for 2020, that's a good thing. The world just wants 2020 to end. Well, so do we all. Um, I feel I'm going to give a big disclaimer for this episode. Later in the episode, we will be going over some serious um, accusations and very uncomfortable situations that are not going to be for everyone. They they revolve around the Burger Records accusations that have been popping up since late last night, and they are getting worse and worse as time goes on. Bands and artists are speaking out. Labels are shut. This label is rebranding. I'll go into more detail about that later. The reason I bring this up now at the very beginning is because I'm going to go over the other stuff first in case other people do not want to hear some of the very descriptive accusations and some with proof of other behavior that's been going on. So we'll get to some of the shenanigans first. Um, Earlier this past week, we'll just jump right into it. The Trump administration tried to bring out another licensed song advertisement and campaign. And they dropped the ball a little because they used another song from another band who adamantly does not want to be around the Trump administration. And they've been made that clear for years the Trump administration tried to use a cover song and work with Linkin Parks in the end. And almost immediately, I would say in a matter of hours, Linkin Parks sent a cease and desist. It was almost instant. The tweet was worthless after that. And the message online uh, saying that it was taken down by the copyright owners. The Trump administration has made no other statement about it, but this still made went, made national news. CBS covered it, everything else. Lincoln Park said it used it issued a cease and desist letter over pro-Trump video featuring in the end. First of all, if you're trying to run a campaign and your big message is in the end, it doesn't even matter. What? <laughs> what? 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 That's what your that's your big selling point. What? No. Yep. <laughs> I, I could it be worse? I guess it could be worse. Could you do numb? Oh, I don't, why, why not? Why not numb? I become so numb. How about that? You know, one step closer. Oh my gosh! <laughs> just go for it. Just go for it. You know, if you're going to use Lincoln Park, really go for a song that doesn't match what you're trying to do. So, <clears throat> other than that, that was a big statement going on. Uh, Mr. Han made a statement with CBS and other outlets saying why. They really did not want anything to do with the Trump administration. And he pulled up the tweet from Chester before he passed in January of 2017. And let me see if I can pull this up. I'm quoting this. I'll put it on the live stream right now. If I can actually do this again, display three. Okay, so it should show up for everyone on YouTube watching on the live stream. From Chester Bennington on January 29th, 2017, I repeat, Trump is a greater threat to the USA than terrorism. We have to bake, take back our voices and stand for what we believe in. That was 2017. <laughs> so there's a whole lot of, well, duh, uh, statements I could make to the people running that campaign, but... I'll just leave it at that right now. I'm, I'm still kind of in shock. Like, really? That's the song in the end? Yeah. That, that's what you want to go for? That? Really? I don't even know. It's really hard to think of another situation like going other Linkin Park songs. What other songs would be a bad idea to use as your own like campaign tie-in? Like, what you want to do, you know? Uh, uh, breaking the yeah, habit? I don't think that's a good idea. Ugh. easier to run no that wouldn't work no <laughs> oh my gosh easier to run uh just just uh you know what i'll take i'll chalk it up as they thought they were going to try to reach an audience and they didn't realize what they were saying the song they were using or realize that the band didn't want anything to do with it they have their own problems um so I just use that as a big gafoof, as Gretchen once coined the phrase. I think that was a big gafoof. I think that's fair to say. Yes. 
Yes, it was. Yeah, so there's a lot of... What other songs could they use? Someone just said, It's the End of the World by R.E.M. Yeah, definitely not the best uh, uh, song to really point out what we should do. (laughs) My heart will go on. Uh, no, I don't think that would Titanic work. Titanic plays in the background. The sink, it's a sinking ship. That's the message you want to get across. No. Every night in my dreams, I see you, I feel you. Ugh. That one. Trump, sing, no, Trump singing to Pence. Trump singing to himself. Pence is on that floating piece, that floating door, and Trump's in the water. I'll never let go, Don. I'll never let go. <laughs> Just no, I think it'd be the other way around because we know we know damn well that that the old Don would let him go and be like, "I'll never let go." Get uh, off. Well, eh. get off, get off my door. It's my door. It's mine. Get off my door. My door. So that was just a nice little spark of interesting insanity involving one of the bands that we love. So. I will say that. I wanted to point that out. I just thought it was interesting. Another interesting that ha- thing that happened this weekend, and it happened roughly over the course of a day, and it's still kind of going on, and I love just how this started happening. We have a new feud in the world of rock and metal. It's Sebastian Bach versus Chris Jericho. Sebastian Bach of Skid Row, a band of yesteryear who had much success in the late 80s, and I'm not going to say they were one of the best. I'm not going to say they were household names, but they're definitely well known. Um, <laughs> Sebastian Bach it was asked about different things on Twitter. He's active on Twitter. And he called out Chris Jericho for lip syncing to the point where he called Chris Jericho's music Millie Vanilli. Now, whenever he saw Chris Jericho live or Fozzie live, um, I've seen Fozzie live twice. I've, Chris Jericho has a very distinct voice. It's clear he's not lip syncing. So I'm not sure why he thought that, but whatever. It might have just been a shot to get under his, get under his skin. Whatever. Who cares? Um, Chris Jericho is not the person you want to try to get under the skin of. He's not the guy you want to troll or antagonize. He's smarter than that. And he's funnier than that. And he has a following of millions outside of Sebastian Bach and Skid Row. Here's the thing. There are millions of wrestling fans that love Chris Jericho that don't even care for his music. So, of course, they'll still back up Jericho anyway. So, what does Chris Jericho do? Does he start tweeting back? Listen, I've never tried it. It's like, I've never phoned in my lyrics. Yeah, he did that. But then, you know, Sebastian Bach kept running his mouth. So, what does Chris Jericho try to do after that? Well, he decides to have a little sing-along party Saturday night. Or Friday night, excuse me. I'm not really sure which. Yeah, it was a Saturday night sing-along. And I'm going to share the screen again. Saturday night sing along. He posted himself on Twitter, probably on other socials as well. Just 41 seconds of him singing Skid Row. And he attacked and he tagged official Skid Row along with the song. Oh. Um, so literally just his vocals. That's it. Of him singing the song. And he really he's just giving the vocals. He has a big smile on his face. <laughs> And it's Chris Jericho's voice. Again, he has a very distinct voice. And he's given a a performance of Sebastian Bach of Skid Row. So what happened after that? Um, Sebastian Bach did not think it's funny. At all. So with, I have the article from Loudwire up right now. I'm going to have, I sent this link to Gretchen. We're going to have a little bit of a read-along. Sebastian Bach sent these messages to Chris Jericho at 3.54 in the morning, quite livid. So, I give... It must have been keeping him up. Apparently, him pacing back and forth in the bedroom, just trying to text out angrily. So he texted texted Chris Jericho directly, and then screenshotted all his messages and posted them on Twitter, and then... The next morning, deleted them in shame, realizing, oh, crap, what have I done? So, I was about to say, why did he think that was a good idea to bo- begin with? Boy, oh, boy, the thoughts Sebastian Bach has at 4 a.m. So um, with that, I'm going to give the time over to Gretchen. Gretchen, would you please, while censoring yourself, because we don't want to get in YouTube jail, let's see what Sebastian Bach said to Le Champion Chris Jericho, whenever you're ready. At, at 3.54 in the morning. At 3.54 in the morning, that is correct. <clears throat> 
Hey man, do you ever suck? Nice video online. What a complete joke. You are one complete talentless f. Get your own shoe and quit copying mine badly. Your singing sucks. You should stop singing for the benefit of all mankind. Is this still your number? <laughs> Say that word. I don't like that word. Meow. Um, <laughs> meow. <laughs> I accept your challenge to a singing match. <laughs> if you accept my challenge to a whooping your f ass match, believe me, it won't be much of a match unless you bring your, unless you bring like a phone book to stand on or something you effing meow. <laughs> you are such a joke. I can't wait to kick the shit out of you just for fun. Believe me, it won't be much of a... Oh, wait. Hold on. Uh, it won't be for fun. Hey, shrimp, why don't you text me back, you effing a-hole. Meow. There's a lot to digest in that. I'm not gonna... Argue. I'm, I think it's safe to say that there's a lot going on in the world of Sebastian Bach that probably needs to be checked out. However, I'm just gonna go on here and say... Before we go through there... Uh, first of all, there was one of those text messages that said, is this still your number? And then he continued to rattle off all this stuff. What, yeah. if, it, what if it wasn't? He's texting someone's grandmother all this obscene stuff. What if that would happen? I wish someone would accidentally, like, s message me some beef that they have with someone just to realize that it wasn't the person they thought. Uh. I got entertainment for hours. So, at 3.54 in the morning, Sebastian Bach just rattled this off to Chris Jericho, then made sure everyone knew about it, and then tried to take it back, and now he yeah, can't. I was about to say, as if people don't screenshot, like, almost immediately. <laughs> exactly. He should know. He tried it himself. Uh, so, that all happened. Well, Chris Jericho's still doing it. He's still having fun with sing-alongs. Um, I stand by what I said. Why would you go after Chris Jericho? He's going to just keep kicking his feet up, trolling you to death, and there's nothing you can do about it. Two, Sebastian Bach, why? What do you have against Jericho in the first place? Ugh. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm confused by, like, why he doesn't like him. I am very shocked by this. Again, Jericho has a good reputation reputation by many in the rock and metal community, especially of bands in the 80s and 90s for how supportive he is of those bands. Mm -hmm. Like, part of me was thought was like, is this all a bit? Is this all, like, orchestrated just to get something public out there so maybe there is a sing-off, it could be all funny? But the other part of me is, no, I don't think that at all. I think Sebastian Bach just lost his mind. <laughs> The mm -hmm. 80s just did way too much damage to him, and it's all catching up. I don't... Oh, man. So, I don't get what the point of any of this was. I don't get why he was doing this. And also, one of the tweets, the best one, like, before the sing-along, when, like, the back and forth about Sebastian Bach calling Chris Jericho Millie Vanilli... Chris Jericho's tweet. Hi, I'm Chris Milli Vanilli Jericho. I have five top 30 singles in the last five years with my band Fozzy Rock. I'm a huge fan of Sebastian Bach, who had three top 30 singles 30 years ago. <coughs> See, that's... There you go. That's why you don't go after Jericho. Why, why would you do that? Oh, oh, oh. So, I just... Again, I thought that was interesting, and I'm not sure why they thought that was a good he thought that was a good idea again don't text at four in the morning it, no, there's really, really no shouldn't. there's really no reason the other person receiving the text won't like it and there's no reason to do it in the first place your brain's not going to be all there at 4 a.m so mm -hmm. there's a reason they say you know sleep on it come back to it in the morning with a fresh mind and see how you feel then not when it's still dark out uh, nice and sunny and you've had a Good cup of coffee. Uh -huh. So that was another little bit of lighthearted shenanigans that happened. So moving on quickly because 
there's nothing really else to discuss after that. We'll have you. We'll bring up. We'll. I'll bring you more Jericho versus Bach beef if it comes up. I guess. Um, last week we forgot to go over the mainstream top three. However, the number one song didn't change last week, so it wasn't a huge loss. However, we'll go over it this week, and I say that without the number one changing again. So anyway, the mainstream top three of the week ending this Friday. Number three on Billboard's mainstream top rock chart tracks, excuse me. And number three, Asking Alexandria with Anti-Socialist. Another song I said has a great chorus and that's about it. It's Asking Alexandria at their most confusing. I was about to say, I'm not a fan of that one. Yeah. It is getting the airplay, both on satellite still and on FM now, for sure. I'm going for serious likes at a lot. Yeah. And it's it's harmless, but man, it gets old real quick. Mm-hmm. So at number two, "Death by Rock and Roll" by The Pretty Reckless. Okay. They were also number two last week, so good for them. Okay. Yeah. And they this this is their peak right now. Will they get to number one? It all depends. If radio stops playing the number one song, Five Figure Death Punches" a little bit off, still at number one. I, like I said weeks ago, I don't mind a five-figure death punch song like this being number one if it's going to have to be five-figure death punch, but I do now feel it's time for the song to fall back down the ladder. Well, I look at it this way. I feel like it's the theme song for 2020 because let's be honest, we've all felt a little bit off this entire year. Okay, but that's also indicated that we need to move on and try to make things better. No. And we do I mean, that by change. <laughs> by something different. So, uh-huh. so that's just my thoughts, though. <laughs> so as for the rest of the Billboard Mainstream Rock chart, I'd have to pull it back up. I'm not going to go for the other numbers. But again, there are songs moving up and down below the top three. And we most likely will see some more changes very soon. Um, from new bands, old bands, new songs, new song, new albums, everything coming up. There is change coming. It'll be interesting to see if any new bands, new artists, I'm talking like only have a debut album out at best, are able mm-hmm. to make the top 10 in 2020 when everything is on shutdown and no touring is available. And these bands are fighting an uphill battle with all these established acts that the Billboard already loves. It's just going to put out whatever and Billboard and radio will play them no matter what over anyone knew right and that's kind of a bummer so you have bands that are brand new uh fighting beyond an uphill battle now especially if they only had a debut album come out or a sophomore album come out and they were really depending on touring and promoting to build their brand and build their music even more because 2020 was think back in february january of 2020 before we had to go mm-hmm. into the pandemic good, shutdown, good times. Great, all the planning we had, all the memories we had. How many big tours there were? Not even festivals, just tours in general. There were all <laughs> over the place. Gretchen, stop crying. You're gonna get him in 2021. So no, we're not because no one's wearing their damn mask. 2022 is gonna be our year, Gretchen. 2022. I hate everything. <laughs> Gretchen, cheer up, or it'll be 2023. <laughs> I'll just dig a hole and put myself in it. So think back then, all those younger bands, all those like younger bands, all those newer bands with not as much name band, brand behind them, they weren't going to be picked up and put on tours and festivals and stuff too, and now they aren't. They're nope. really sitting on their hands. They're probably looking at, okay, um, can I do online guitar tutorials can i do online like teaching sessions maybe mm-hmm. i can work as a ghostwriter maybe i can help mix other people's music because everything's remote you can't just say oh well i'll just go work at a record store record stores are closed oh i could go yeah. teach in person at a guitar center guitar center's closed and guitar center is under fire for a lot of stuff now too but that's besides the point huh. yeah um I don't think I've heard about that. Yeah, uh, let's just say Guitar Center is going the way of GameStop now and really lowballing Ooh. trade-ins and manipulating customers. And yeah, oh. it's kind of a bummer. Hmm. But so you take that and then like all the in-studio, in-house guitar sessions and bass sessions and drum clinics and everything. 
Yeah, now they don't have that. So you have all these young bands mm-hmm. who are signed to public publicists and record labels who are incapable of producing anything. So do they work on album number two? Maybe. But they can't even promote mm-hmm. album number one right now. So what's the point? Oh, gosh. That's so sad to think about. Yeah. So... And then if they finally do push something new and it's a killer song, you know it's going to be a hit. Is it going to matter if another name band like Godsmack, Seether, Breaking Benjamin, they put out a song just for funsies? It doesn't matter how good the unknown band is. Godsmack, Seether, Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace, those bands, they get top priority. You are pushed aside no matter what the song is from those established acts. Mm. That's and that hurts. So, yeah, uh, I'm seeing some people. GameStop's a joke. I like Guitar Center. Oh, I like Guitar Center too. I, they have great variety. I was gonna get a new bass before everything went to junk, and I was in furloughed indefinitely. But mm-hmm. you know, oh, I worked for GameStop for six months. I covered a Black Friday at GameStop. GameStop is just boy, oh boy. I'm surprised they've lasted so long. <laughs> uh, that was years ago. That was when I was in college. So. I say this as someone who is just echoing a statement that's been said many, many, many times. If you like a younger band, if you like a band that's only has one or two albums out, do something to support them. Go on their website, buy a t-shirt, buy an album, just do something. Anything. And tag them. Tag them online. If you, like, um, I'm going to be reviewing the new Creeper album. I got sent it yesterday. It comes out this next Friday, the last day of the month, but I'm going to be able to post the review early, hopefully. Um, if you like Creeper, buy a t-shirt or pre-order the mm-hmm. album. And I get pre-ordering is not always a safe bet. I've been, I've been burned by that too. Buy a t-shirt, buy something, you know? Um, I did my How Did I Miss This where I caught up on six albums that came out in 2020. Some of which were like from bands that aren't super well known, but some were, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then you have a band like Loathe, you know, from UK, who are still pretty young. Oh yeah, buy something from Loathe if you enjoyed it. You know, there's there's merch out there. There's stuff out there to support. Don't think there's not. Don't think there's ways you can't help. Bandcamp, uh, JT just said in the chat room. Yeah, go on their Bandcamp if they have one. You know, there's ways to do it. Ugh. <laughs> okay, someone just said, okay, I'll tag Hootie and the Blowfish after I buy them. Hootie does not need your money. Hootie's low. <laughs> that was actually a pretty good impression, Gretchen. Well done. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. You're all weak. <laughs> you know, I can't sound. Oh, I, I can't hear how bad that was because I have the headphones in, but still, I'm assuming it was terrible. I am not the impressionist. I am not. I have never been an impressions guy. So. <laughs> Uh, support your favorite bands. I think Billboard still takes a look. Still, The Billboard Mainstream Rock Start still is a glimpse of the well-known bands getting all the attention. And that's where it ends. So, mm-hmm. uh, you never know. Um, we, like Gretchen and I will always talk about new bands when we find it. We'll always talk about new music that we love. We also mm-hmm. need to point out new groups and new music from unknown artists when we find them. I'm guilty of falling away from that over the past year or two. Just because it's so hard to keep up with everything else. Yeah. But now that, uh, now that like new bands are not going to be forming as easily, it'll be interesting to see how I play catch up. Because 2021 is going to be the comeuppance of 2020 in terms of, oh my gosh, I have no idea what else I'm going to put online on YouTube or on the website. What do I cover? And there's no mm-hmm. real news going on. Well, in 2021, when every tour we've ever imagined is going to be happening, along with every festival to make up for this year, and then every band is finally coming back out with new music, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be begging for help. So, And I already have someone helping me with the website, with GetRock.net and the Facebook page. Anna's helping post stuff, too. And sometimes I feel like, okay, that's great, but I'm still not going to be able to keep up eventually. Yikes. I was about to say, I'm already getting um, alerts on my phone from... What is, what is that one app? Bands in Town? Yeah, no. that's one of them, yeah. Is that it? Um, like, Hailstorm already has rescheduled their tour that was supposed to take place this spring to next spring. Yeah, so. and that's fine. I think you said... Um, I know like someone else was saying like the Five Figure Death Punch Papa Roach tour still has not been 
Um, I don't think it has been rescheduled. Like I get mm-hmm. that, but like, man, you're cutting it close now, end of July, and it starts in well, what so- September? Well, you know, there's there's another one that's cutting it close too. Well, another tour? No. Oh, I was another say, announcement. I know. I was gonna say, are you talking about another tour? Because I know what you're referring to, but I was like, I didn't think that was it. Okay. No. Uh, I know Gretchen and I. We love our DWP festivals. We support them. We're still waiting for that aftershock announcement. About the 2020 aftershock that was Let's supposed to make it official. That was a head that was supposed to be headlined by Metallica and My Chemical Romance, but they said they would make an announcement for sure, one way or another, mid July, and it's July 21st. So it also of, doesn't help that the park that it was supposed to take place at there, caught fire. There was a there was a two alarm fire at the venue, and that does not help either. So didn't it happen twice? I don't know if it when happened. One there, one, and then like a few well, hours later, it happened again. I don't know. I think it was like there was like two separate fires or something along the oh. lines of that. I don't know all the details on that, but one of them was put out pretty quick. Another one took quite a while. I was about to say, either way, it caught fire. Yeah, it was the fire. One of the fires was at least half an acre, which for how which big. It doesn't the, sound like a lot in the I know. grand scheme of things. Like when you think about how big that still, park is, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. half an acre. But then you think about, okay. Think about how many people cram into a space like that at a festival. Yeah. Half an acre of nothing but fire. Yeah, that's a big yeah. deal. In a park that's a big deal. that has zero water. I'm talking, that is the yeah. drop, bone dry park you've ever been to in your life. It's a glorified desert. But it's dust instead of sand. So. Well, and it's like you, you think about, how, if, I mean, if you're not privy to what that park looks like yeah there are some trees but then there's a lot of open so did it get the trees or did it get the open exactly exactly so yeah so i say that love dwp everything they do i love the team i love like i'm very fortunate Mm -hmm. that i get to work with them i'm thankful for all the opportunities they've given me over the years especially for the photography stuff and helping me build with that that Mm -hmm. being said i just want to know so that way i can plan for 2021 properly you know because Chris and I were talking yeah. about, we'll plan for Sonic Temple in Rockville in May. Let's just hear about that. Because uh, don't they usually give us some kind of inkling to a lineup like in November for those? Yeah, maybe? November, December, yeah. Yeah. Something like, along those lines. Go ahead and just give it to us early. Yeah. So, um, at least the dates. They don't have to give bands, just the dates. But yeah, I get what you're saying. So... Moving on, and this is where we break the lightheartedness a little bit to talk about something more serious. Um, last night, um, we got word that Burger Records, which is a record label that has a lot of alternative bands, um, has been openly accused by many people of sexual abuse, sexual misconduct, grooming minors, and the list goes on and on. And... Mm-hmm. The article was broken by Consequence of Sound and other websites, and the ba- this is not just the label themselves. The bands under Consequence of Sound have all been guilty of these accusations as well. Bands including Swimmers and Cosmonauts. Swimmers stylizes SWMRS and Strong Son from Green Day, Joe Armstrong. I didn't, realize he, I didn't realize he had a kid. Yeah. I think, yeah. So, well, now you know. He's a grown man. Now I know. And he has see, Swimmers was getting fest like getting festival slots. They had a name, they had their music played on Sirius XM Alt Nation. So they definitely had a following. And we'll go through the actual burger record employees accusations first. To start off, um, there's a let me pull this up just so that way people can be aware if you're watching this on YouTube. Boom. So there is an Instagram account with already that has sixteen thousand followers with only 12 posts and there's like a stories feed showing all of the different accounts and statements going from different people, how they're Mm -hmm. trying to talk, like ask burger records to address everything. And this goes all the way up to like the top of management down to just people, employees, the bands, everyone that was in about of in it. There's zero accountability from them, everything about that. And boy, oh boy, they have a lot of specific stuff to say. And with all that, if you're interested, Lured by Burger Records is the name of the Instagram account. So I'll go back to the Burger Records statements and start reading from there. 
Uh, okay, again, this is going to be a lot for people, so if you bow out now, I understand. And I'll get to the swimmer's part with Billy Joe and um, his son later. Mm-hmm. Longtime indie label Burger Records has been accused of curating a breeding ground of predatory behavior of sexual misconduct. Additionally, sexual assault allegations have been made specifically against Burger Records signees and their associates, including members of the Growlers, the Frights, the Buttertones, Swimmers, and Cosmonauts, among others. Many of the allegations were compiled on the Instagram account page called Lured by Burger Records, which was launched in hopes of amplifying voices and supporting those who were victims of sexual predator predation and... I think that's the right word, by predators involved with Burger Records. Numerous posts recount instances in which young, underage girls were invited to, into the back room of Burger Records' physical store in Fullerton, California, only to be preyed upon by older men associated with the label. Um, if you want to check out the Instagram account actually regarding for the accusations, they are very descriptive for many of them. That's why I'm going to refrain from going through the details bit by bit. But mm-hmm. these are from girls that are 15 to 16 years old. At the time. And man, there's too many to be coincidence. And that's what's unfortunate. So there was a statement made by yesterday by Burger Records, a top tier people. We're going to go through some of the statements they said. Burger Records pledged to make major structural changes to the label and create an implement active policy measures to address the culture that allowed such harm to occur. They are acknowledging that wrongdoing was there. Co-founder Sean Borman will move into a transitional role with the label, while co-founder Lee Rickard will immediately step down from his role as label president and fully divest all interest in the label. So they have an interim president. They have interim roles right now. Additionally, to create a clear delineation between the old and the new Burger Records, the label will become Burger Rex, B-R-G-R-R-E-C-S, stylizing it that way. Furthermore, we will be adding an all-woman imprint to the label Burger Girl, B-R-G-R-R-R-L, which will serve to give many more women artists a platform and support for growth as musicians. The label has also pledged to pay for counseling services for those who have suffered such trauma while engaging in the burger scene, promises to provide a dedicated safe space for women at all Burger Rex events, while implementing a zero-tolerance policy regarding unlawful and predatory for all signed acts, and will no longer associate itself with the Burger Record shop, which will have a new name. All of this through admission of Burger Records. This is the final quote. We extend our deepest apologies to anyone who has suffered irreparable harm for any experience that occurred in the burger and indie DIY music scene, the latter of which we take part. We are also deeply sorry for the role burger has played in perpetuating a culture of toxic masculinity. So, number one, they openly were caught and admitted instantly as soon as stuff broke. They Mm -hmm. shut down, backed away. Uh, made all these PR moves to make sure that, like, oh, no, uh, we're going to have an all-women's like line. We're going to make sure that the people that were in charge are no longer in charge. They're trying to really sidestep everything after, while admitting wrongdoing was done without specifically admitting what happened at that Burger Records store. Uh, so they're admitting wrongdoing without admitting specifically what they did. So they can't go to jail right away. Or if they do go to jail at all, the accusations against the specific bands have all been posted. I will lead to that. I'll leave a link to that in the chat and also on GetRock.net on the podcast page for this. I just posted in the chat for those who are interested. Um, for all the different bands, accusations that were listed, the growlers, a cosmonauts, they're um, quite descriptive. And these are coming from women and that were girls at the time, 14, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. The one that's getting the biggest news right now is Swimmers. Um, a woman by the name of Lydia Knight, who is older now, who is also the singer of The Regrets, which is a band that's a good band too. The singer of The Regrets has accused Swimmers drummer Joey Armstrong son of Green Day's frontman Billy Joe Armstrong, of sexual misconduct, grooming, and other predatory behavior. Mm. In a detailed account posted to her Instagram, Lydia Knight, they recounted her nearly two-year relationship with Armstrong that began when he was 22 and she was 16. So, he was 22 years old, 
And Lydia was 16 at the time. Mm-hmm. Sophomore, junior in high school. From what we know now, the, um, the family was aware that Joey was in a relationship with this girl. They didn't know probably all the details, obviously. However, she described herself as being the victim of emotional abuse and sexual coercion by someone in a position of power over me. So here are the quotes, or some of them. Because of our age difference, Joey would continually ask me to keep our relationship as hidden as possible, and I did. We had multiple conversations where we would say something along the lines of, I want to move at your pace, and I don't want to have sex until you're 18, but then would act in completely contradicting ways, pressuring me into sexual situations. Knight said that fellow members of Swimmers knew of her relationship with Armstrong. Following their breakup, she said the band and their fans engaged in cyberbullying. And that's where it starts breaking down. And boy, oh boy, does it get detailed at some of the stuff that Joey did. Um, So as the relationship progressed, Knight said Armstrong became more sexually demanding and continually changed the rules. Every time we took a step sexually, it was because he wanted to and made it clear by either putting my hand on his crotch or shaming me for saying I wasn't comfortable, gaslighting me, or ignoring me when I didn't give my consent. Two months before my 18th birthday, Knight said Armstrong flew me to New York to spend a few days together. Right before the trip, he told me he was there to rehearse, so I would only be seeing him almost only in his bed at night. One of these nights, he changed the rules he had prefaced our entire relationship on. He now said, let's not pay attention to my exact time frame. This conversation was really eye-opening. His timeline and promise of a real relationship was the thing that strung me along, but once we got closer to the thing, he would call the finish line. It was apparent. It was BS all along. I knew I was done and chose to end it. The Regrets later toured with swimmers and were treated like strangers from a band I had previously considered to be some of my closest friends. So the band knew about everything, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's going to be... the fan, When Knight was filmed singing on stage several weeks later, she said members of swimmers and their fans cyberbullied her and accused her of faking her vocal rest. After a night where pretty much Knight was ha- Knight, Lydia Knight was having a rough night blowing out her vocals. Mm-hmm. To conclude her posting, Knight wrote, My goal here isn't to cancel anyone, but to further the conversation of the intricacies of power abuse, grooming, and manipulation that not only exists in the music industry, but in so many other industries. From Joey Armstrong. I want to address Lydia's Instagram post about our relationship. While I don't agree with some of the things she said about me, it's important that she be allowed to say them and that she be supported for speaking out. I respect her immensely and fully accept that I failed her as a partner. I was selfish, and I didn't treat her the way she deserves to have been treated, both during our relationship and in the two years since we broke up. I have apologized to her privately, and I hope she can forgive me, if and when she is ready to do so. I own my mistakes and will work hard to regain the trust that I lost. And that's where it's at right now. Hmm. So I try to be as descriptive as possible. I also try to be as uh, factual as possible, meaning that I only gave the statements. I didn't really try to give... Anything of my own opinion in all that. I just gave stuff Mm -hmm. that is clearly obvious and very truthful. So that way it's very public. So here's where my opinion on all this comes in. First of all, we'll go to Burger Records. This is a long list of accusations, both within their organization and the bands they run. This is not coincidence. Mm -hmm. This is um, obvious behavior. It goes past toxic masculinity it is grooming. It is complete manipulation of minors, of young women in high school. I can't even imagine the horror stories that would come out of that Burker Records store. Yeah. I don't care if you change the name. You need to just change the ownership and turn it into a Starbucks or something. Uh, so, going off of that, Burger Records changing their name to, quote, Burger, B-R-G-R, does nothing. No. That is the most fruitless and tactless change just to say that, oh, we're going to change. We're going to make things better. Gone are the old days of our behavior that way. We're burger records now, huh? Look how forward thinking we are. Well, and didn't they say that there was something like burger girl? And there's also going to be an all women's like line for that burger, however it's pronounced. That's. 
That's so stupid. And that is obvious reaching to try to make it look like you're just on with it now. It's a way of admitting that you did wrong without doing it, but also trying to paint yourself in a better light. But it's also like I I personally dislike anything that like is specifically geared toward women in the industry because it's like no you're you're ostracizing them by saying oh this is for them Mm -hmm. and it's like no we should all be together yeah also by the way this is neither here nor there one of the worst questions is an interview you can ask a band a band that has a girl in it what's it like to be at a girl in a rock band yeah like that is such a stupid question to ask awful anyway like you can say like female fronted and it's like well do you say male fronted true no you don't and I've been guilty of that years ago too. It's like female fronted because it's oh, yeah. because it's unique. It is not common, but yeah. still, that's not how you say it. You know. No. <laughs> Does anyone describe Evanescence as a female fronted band? No. Yeah, exactly. It's like no. Anyway, back to Burger Records. I hope that anyone in California, uh, attorney, mm-hmm. district attorney, lawyers, or general lawyers out there file full investigations. I hope they get claims and statements from every single girl. I hope they actually do go into that Burger Records building and go to wherever their office is and actually do a full investigation with every single employee. Because, mm-hmm. uh, again, the main, these are not... That one instance with the, uh, Lydia Knight, who, uh, singer of The Regrets, that's one instance mm-hmm. when she was 16. Right. And whether it was consensual or not does not matter. She was 16 or she was 17. And he was trying to manipulate a 16 or 17-year-old into doing stuff like that. If a 22 or 23-year-old takes a 16 or 17-year-old girl's hand and puts it on his crotch, that 22 or 23-year-old goes to jail. I don't care who he's the son of. Also, this is... Before we go back to the swimmers part, for Burger Records, ugh, I can't imagine being a band that signed to that record label that was not involved in all this, and they're right. now stuck with Burger Records till the end of their contract. Oh my gosh. I would be pulling my hair out. I'd be furious. I'd be trying everything I can to get out of that contract, every single loophole I could look over. I was about to say, I feel like that would be grounds to be able to yeah. Yeah, um, I I can't legally do business with you even though we're under contract because, you know, you're pedophiles. Sorry, can't do it. Oh, you're going to hold me in breach of contract? Okay, let me call the cops. Yeah. Ugh, (laughs) so that's all I'm going to say about uh, Burger Records because, man, burn the name Burger. Anyway. First of all, that's really, like, weird name it is it's stupid that's oh my gosh like that's not even putting a band-aid on it that's just spitting on an open wound saying see it's better now everyone look i'm fine yep so going back to swimmers going back to billy joe's son and the reason i'm saying that billy joe's gonna get dragged on this too there's no way he's not he's gonna get pulled in for questioning he's gonna be pulled in and stuff in this too no way he's not gonna be able to make a statement on this not a chance And no, it's not Billy Joe's fault that his son's an idiot. But at the same time, if it's a two-year relationship, there's a good chance he knew about the girl. Especially if it was a band like The Regrets. There's a good chance that he knew the situation. Especially if The Regrets were touring with him. He had to have known something. I'm not saying he knew all the devious acts he may not have known about everything else. But if he was okay with 22-year-old son dating 60-year-old girl... And uh, flying her around and stuff. Oh, that paints a really bad um, crime of omission, of not acting. Oh, my gosh. It really does add to that behavior, though. You're uh, 22 years old. Your father is a Grammy-winning multi-platinum celebrity who people still pay boatloads of money to see live. Yeah. You're set for life. You have a band now that's getting attention. You can do whatever you want. No consequences. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that we live at a time in 2020, the time frame, I'm not saying 2020 is a good year. I'm thankful that we live in the current age where information like this can be made public and instant. Mm-hmm. Where people can come forward together and things like this can actually be called out. So, you know what? 
I feel bad for every victim. Don't yeah. say anyone that makes a, like a claim saying, well, if she's 16 old enough to know better, she could have said, no, don't, don't pull that. Heck no. Yeah. Especially if it was like manipulation and gaslighting and stuff like for career, like future careers as a band. Ugh. It goes back, like we talked about Attila before, the accusation and confirmation that the singer of Attila was sleeping around and begging for sex for a 17-year-old girl in Europe. Well, it's legal in Europe. If she's 17, that's above the age of consent. He was sleeping with a 17-year-old. Go screw yourself if that's your, if that's your argument. Yeah. With the drummer of Swimmers, Mr. Armstrong... Call it a day. I don't know how else to say it. The rest of the band knew. They had to have known. They were aware of the relationship. They were touring with the band. And they were egging on this other stuff, too, about cyberbullying and everything else. No. Heck no. Call it a day. Move on. That's your only shot. So. I'm sure more news is going to break on this later. I am confident that uh, more information against Berger, whether it's accusations or statements from Berger are going to happen, whether that's them shutting down or other bands coming forward. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say, but at the same time, I just hope this is a wake-up call for many, many, many people. And I hope that this behavior, at the very least, is a wake-up call to those labels and bands who are still doing this realize oh my gosh i could be next called out for this because i've done stuff like this then you really need to call it a day too save yourself and stop don't think you're untouchable and i think that's a behavior thing too again it's that attitude i got my own band i'm related to someone famous i'm set for life i can do whatever i want i can afford a lawyer it's that type of attitude So, the reason why I wanted to save all this conversation for the end, again, is because I get that this is not a conversation that everyone wants to be a part of. I know this is very hard for people to hear, especially if you've been in situations like this. Yeah. And more information is going to come. More news is going to become about other bands, not even related to Burger or to Swimmers or Green Day. More information is going to come for bands like this because this is not an isolated incident. Hopefully, if you need help, you can find it. There are many resources online. Do not feel that you have to sit in silence. Also, if you have any news that you would like to post on this, keep posting it. Don't feel like you can... If you have social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, don't be afraid to share stuff. If you think that you want something out there, like information for you, use your voice. Don't feel like you can't. Yeah, there's going to be trolls, but you know what? You got to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, isn't it nice to end on a happy note? Mm. Yeah. So, this all broke last night, and the news was unfolding this morning. That statement from Joey Armstrong was a very lawyer, it felt like a very lawyer approved statement, admitting wrongdoing right. without specifically admitting anything you've actually done so they can't be used against you. So, it's going to be a mess for a long time. So. Other than that, I hope everyone else can find something good to look forward to. New music still coming. The Creeper album review will be posted hopefully Friday. Uh, more new music's coming, and a lot of stuff's coming in August too. I'll be working on tier ranking list videos for the channel now. I posted that on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, saying that I got an idea. I talked about this with Gretchen also. I'll be doing like ranking albums in the tier ranking style. Other YouTube channels have done this too, Facebook, whatever, like ranking different albums like in the tier ranks. I already have guests lined up for different bands, and I'm hoping to have one by the end of this month. And also, a week from tomorrow is Rock Coliseum, our big live stream. I'll mention it next week too. Hopefully everyone joins us for that. Last time we had almost 500 people at one point watching live, and we had no less than 350 people watching live through the entirety. For a two-hour live stream, that is huge for us. We love doing the Rock Coliseum, John, Mark, Crash, and I. We love every single second of it. We love the participation from the audience. 
we will have I'll make the actual event page the week of and we'll set up the rules for super chats and things then please join us for the rock coliseum it's a lot of fun we always enjoy doing it we love everyone's just being there for it it's a, it's a blast join us for a distraction in 2020 as we all need it <laughs> um i know gretchen just posted today a video on how to relieve pain like piercing with a pains in pier how do i word this how to relieve pain from piercing piercings is that better how to reduce piercing pain. There you go. How to reduce piercing pain. She just posted a video on that. If you're interested in piercing or tattoo information, you can check out Gretchen's channel. Um, again, that's what you can expect from my channel. The actual Creeper album review, a tier ranking list for albums. I'll announce the band I'll be doing it and the guest later. And Rock Coliseum next Wednesday. Thank you all again for sticking with us. Um, again, sorry for the little delay pulling up that quote. I just want to make sure I had it right without paraphrasing. I don't want to paraphrase stuff that's extremely serious you know um thank you guys again thank you gretchen for joining me with this one i thank you for reading uh, sebastian box tweets (laughs) can we all just agree that thankfully we're not sebastian bach we're not losing it and just angrily texting people at 4 a.m that's that's something that's something we'll have new music coming out guys we'll have new tours getting announced we'll have festivals back someday it'll happen in 2021 Keep wearing your mask. You know, that's it. Keep doing what we're doing. It'll happen. I mean, hey, and this is, again, pulling back the curtain a bit because I kept everyone up on this podcast, up to date on the podcast. Mom has had two surgeries so far for breast cancer. It doesn't look like she'll need it anymore. That is the best blessing we could have asked for. She will start having to plan out radiation therapy, which is fine so long as there's no more surgeries, no more, no word of having to have a mastectomy that I'm aware of. So that's the best news we could ask. Um, I'm thankful for that. I am indefinitely furloughed at this point, so I don't know when I'm going to be getting that steady income again unless YouTube and Patreon start picking up a little more. And I'm grateful for all the patrons, by the way. That has been a big blessing in my life. However, I'll still be sticking with YouTube. I'll still be here. So thank you all again. Thank you for your support. Thank you to all, especially that have tuned in live on YouTube, listening live on the live stream. Thank you again if you're checking this out on Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, Apple, Google. Tell your friends. Tell this is a podcast to check out if you enjoy it. And Gretchen, is there anything you'd like to end with? Um, same thing as always. Wear a mask now, like in your home. <laughs> Just wear it everywhere. While you're driving the car. You know what? If you want to make sure your mask is clean, shower with it. That way you won't forget to take it off either. And it'll always be clean after every day. Dude, we actually talked about that in a meeting today. <laughs> Showering with the mask on? Yeah, might as well. We have students coming back, hey, so I, we're like, you have to wear them all the time. Yeah, that's true. Oh my gosh, college students. Yeah, I don't know how dorms are going to yeah. work for kids that have to go back. Especially with when you have central air. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just circulates. Boy, oh boy, that that back to school party is going to be real gross. So. <laughs> You have to stay in your room 48 hours. Uh, So thank you guys again as we fade off. Again, wash your mask, wear your mask, six feet apart from each other. It's not hard. Don't act like it's hard. It's easy. Get a fun mask. Support a band on a mask if you have to. Do what you want. Get fun. Just Just enjoy it. We're all in this together. Thank you, everyone. Hope you have a great night.